the industry is using Nielsen's The Gauge as the source of truth on the state of US TV usage, but the VMVPD correction and linear TV problem have shattered my confidence in it. Listen on to hear why. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is 24th of August, 2023. Nielsen has been releasing monthly updates on the state of the US TV market via the gauge since May 2021. The snapshot has kind of become a default for the industry, but two incidents with the gauge have convinced me not to trust the data. Today, I'm going to explain why and why you maybe should be questioning the data too. But first, the fast market is still red hot and the top topic discussed at the conferences I attended in 2023. Do you want to get up to speed on the fast market? You need to watch my class Getting to Grips with Fast, a primer on free ad-supported streaming TV. Whether you are new to or immersed in the market, we've got you covered. The class defines key terms, explains how the market grew so quickly, reveals the superpower of each of the top fast services, and tells you where the market is headed. It leverages the latest data, putting it in context so you leave understanding the dimensions of the fast market, why it got that way, and where it is going. To get more details and sign up for the class, visit the Endscreen Media website's research tab. Now, back to the podcast. The industry has embraced Nielsen's The Gauge as a default measure of the shift from broadcast and cable to streaming. And why shouldn't it be? It shows the share of TV time spent watching broadcast TV, cable TV, streaming and other uses. The pie chart is easy to grasp and simple to compare over time. And it is now quoted all over the place, including in company quarterly financial reports as proof of progress in streaming. For example, I was shocked to see Netflix using the gauge in its Q2 2023 investor letter. It was using it to reinforce the fact that it has grown its engagement in the face of stiff competition from the likes of Disney, Paramount Global and Warner Brothers Discovery. And every month, the press pounces on the release to show who's up and down on TV. For example, Deadline published a piece last month under the title Paramount Plus Wrestles 1% of TV Usage in June, led by Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, NBA Finals, Keeps Linear TV Alive, Nielsen says. And this is all referencing data that comes from the gauge. And like other analysts, I was leveraging the gauge data in my writings too, at least until March of this year. Now, what happened in March? Well, Nielsen corrected the gauge data. The company had been double counting virtual MVPD usage data. It included the time in the streaming category and in the cable and broadcast categories. So it divided them up there. Uh, The company had been open about the fact that it was double counting the VMVPDs. But for some reason, in March, it decided to stop 
and just include the time spent with the MVPDs in the broadcast and cable categories. Now, this actually was quite in line with the way that Nielsen had been reported virtual MVPDs. It has always really talked about them as part of traditional cable and broadcast TV. So I guess it was just realigning it with how it traditionally talked about it. And uh, we can sure debate about whether VMVPDs should be double counted or not. I certainly prefer to include their usage in the streaming side because it gives us a better idea of how much streaming has grown versus traditional cable, satellite and telco TV usage. But what happened to the gauge after the correction showed to me, at least, that something is fundamentally wrong with it. When Nielsen made this change, it removed the virtual MVPD streaming from the gauge calculation. Two things happened that I thought were really significant. The first was, of course, the streaming category share decrease. You'd expect that. Uh, after all, that's where they were including the virtual MVPD minutes. So as soon as they took them out, you'd expect streaming to shrink. But this really foxes me. The other category almost doubled its share. Now, this doubling shouldn't have happened since virtual MVPD minutes are accounted for in cable and broadcast categories and were not included in the other category or excluded in the other category. So why did it double? Well, I asked Brian Fuhrer at Nielsen about this. Now, he reports on the gauge data for Nielsen each month. So he's kind of the authority. And I got on a, a Zoom call with him to discuss this. And he said that the other category is calculated as everything left over after accounting from streable, streaming, cable and broadcast viewing. This way of calculating other sounds fair enough until you really think about it. And here's why. To calculate the share of each category, Nielsen must know how long the TV is turned on in total, right? You've got to know what you're dividing by are you, or you can't calculate the percentage. Brian said, Nielsen knows this. It knows how long the TV is on. So if you know how long people spend watching cable broadcast and streaming, and Nielsen does, you can calculate the time spent with the other category on TV. I mean, this is a simple calculation, right? It's just like you, you know what the total is, you know what three of the four components of that total are, so you can calculate the other one by simple subtraction. So it's a simple calculation. In other words, you may not know what's going on in the other category, but you know how long people are spending doing it. And that's an actual number. It's not fudgeable. It's an actual number. So in summary, if you know the number of hours spent watching stuff in the other category and it doesn't include virtual MVPD time, why did it share double after the VMVPD correction? So th this is very confusing to me. And Brian's explanation of other being calculated rather than measured just doesn't hold water. There are only four categories and you know what the total is 
other has a specific value. So there really is no calculating it. It's just a subtraction. It's a simple sum and it can't change and it shouldn't have changed after they corrected for virtual MVPDs. There are other things wrong with a VMVPD correction too, like how everything added up to 100%. Because if you were double counting VMVPDs, well, then when you stop double counting, the percentages of everything should have changed a bit, right? Because uh, you changed the denominator. Anyway, if you want more details on some of the other issues here, you can check out my March post and I'll include a link with that in this posting on my website. Okay, so that's the first issue. This VMVPD correction made me seriously doubt Nielsen's the gauge. The second problem happened last week, and I know you heard all about this. The July 2023 edition of the gauge was announced to the world with a Nielsen press release that pro proclaimed streaming climbs to record high in July. Linear TV falls below 50% according to Nielsen's July 2023 report of the gauge. Now, as I say, I'm sure you saw this. And the way Nielsen arrived at that conclusion was by adding the time spent with broadcast and cable, which was 49.6%, and comparing with streaming and the other category, which was 50.3%. Now, I know that doesn't quite add up to 100%, but let's assume some rounding errors here. And if you'd done this calculation before July, the sum for, cable, for broadcast and cable share always added up to 50% or more. So this was the first time that this had happened. But the trouble is that they were, there were streaming services delivering linear TV. For example, most of Pluto TV's reported 0.9% share, that's what Nielsen said its share of viewing was in July, most of its viewing is linear TV too. And linear TV channels are also provided by the Roku channel, Peacock, and Tubi. So they all have those. So a portion, if you're really talking about linear TV, you should really include those in the calculation of the share of linear TV. And Nielsen did not. There is also some proportion of time attributed to cable and broadcast that is delivered on demand by DVRs and cable VOD systems. In fact, in 2021, the last time Nielsen provided its total viewing report, it said that 20% of traditional TV time was spent watching on demand through DVRs and cable VOD systems. So this error is pretty big. It's, it's a pretty large percentage. So taking these two into account, we can't say if they offset or what. What we can say is that use, doing what Nielsen did, Nielsen did, which is add broadcast and cable to come up with a linear TV number, you can't do that because it's, it, it, it really doesn't give you enough information to make that assumption. Now, Nielsen could be using linear TV to mean watching from any traditional TV source. That would include regular TV, DVRs, and VOD, because they're, you know, they're, all, they're all coming from cable TV so solutions or from a TiVo or something like that. 
but instead it used the words linear TV. And this is misleading. If they had wanted to be precise, they should have said traditional TV sources fall below 50%. Although I still think you can't say that based on the data that we have in the gauge. So this was very confusing to the industry. It was widely picked up and reported that linear TV viewing had fallen below 50%. And the simple truth is, based on the data in the gauge, you just can't say that. Now, there are other things to be concerned about too. For example, the other category also includes time spent by cable, satellite, and telco TV customers streaming Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, and other streaming services via their set-top box, the operator set-top box. Nielsen says it can't measure that, so it just lumps that viewing into the other category. The problem is that there are 61 million cable, satellite, and telco TV homes. Not quite half of US homes still have traditional pay television, and they use their operator set-top box as their main TV device. So they are likely doing a lot of streaming from those popular SVOD services. In other words, a lot of streaming TV usage is missing from the streaming category, and many of the services in that category are being shortchanged on their share of TV time. Now, to be fair to Nielsen, Nielsen recognizes this is a limitation and says that they're working to try and resolve this. But until they resolve it, and until we can be sure that they're properly counting the usage of those services, we really should be very careful in looking at Nielsen's ranking of those services. It's just not clear, it's just not certain that that ranking is accurate. So there you have it, the weirdness with the VMVPD correction and the clumsiness with the linear TV claim make me really mistrust the data provided by the gauge. And I hope you will look a little bit circumspect at that data every time it is published each month. If you would like to get a rough transcript of this podcast, just come to the Endscreen Media website and look for the posting there. Under the analysis tab, you'll find it right there at the top. Just look for end screen noise. And you'll also find some diagrams there that I think will help you understand the problem with the gauge that I've been talking about. So just check those out there. And oh, while you're there, why don't you sign up for our free newsletter? You can pick it daily or weekly, or you can even take both if you would like. This has been Colin Dixon with End Screen Media, and I'll speak with you again next time this podcast is the property of end screen media all rights reserved